This episode of the Change Makers 30 Under 30 podcast is brought to you by Pure Podiatry of Western New York. Pure Podiatry of Western New York provides comprehensive podiatry service and high-level patient care. Their goal is to provide their clients with proper treatment and diagnosis in a comfortable and professional environment. Visit purepodiatryofwny.com for more information or to book your appointment. episode five live five of the show it's the top of the week and i hope that you are having a blessed and bright week shout out to everybody tuning in every week we appreciate you and if you are a first time listener we appreciate you too for joining the conversation on how we can create and drive change in our communities so i'm really excited about today's episode uh, we have two special guests okay i'm hooking we hooking y'all up today we have two special guests Um, Before I introduce them, first let me say, remember to grab your tickets if you haven't done so already. Head over to changemakers30under30.com. You don't want to wait till the last minute. The event sells out every year. So make sure you grab yours, grab two, you know, for your boo, your crew, whoever, you know. (laughs) But we want to see everybody in the building. And so... um, Head over and grab your tickets. Also, follow the social media pages, Changemakers 30 Under 30 on Facebook, like the page, as well as Changemakers 30 underscore 30 on Instagram. October 6th, the event is going down at Rockwell Performing Arts Center on the campus of Buffalo State College. So, grab your tickets. So let's get into it. I have two amazing individuals in front of me today. Amazing. With me today is Miss Samantha Pierce, who is actually an honoree. Uh, she's representing the 30 Under 30 class of 2018. And Mr. Marcus Austin, who is a past honoree. He's actually representing the class of 2017 today. So welcome, both of you. Thank, Thank you. you. You're welcome. Um, I want to give both of you a chance to introduce yourselves, and then we'll get into your stories, your journeys, and how you two are both out here making change. I'll let Samantha go first. Sure, sounds good. Uh, so my name is Samantha Pierce, and I'm the public relations specialist at Back USA. Um, so I handle, you know, kind of everything under the sun from marketing to social media um, to, to what speaking events we're going to attend, what awards we're going to apply for, and how we interact with the media. Welcome. And I'm Marcus Austin. I am the sales operations manager with Back USA. Um, I currently uh, manage the sales support team that helps to support our sales reps out in the field to make sure that they have all the information they need to go after all the new leads and opportunities that are out there. Um, I also serve as a main focal point for our operations team to help support and fulfill orders that we have post post sale, and I also help to support our. Um, Vice President of Business Development with any sales analytics that is necessary to help drive the business forward. Amazing. Are the two of you both from Western New York? Did you grow up here, move here? I did grow up in Western New York, so I'm from Buffalo, the west side, uh, born and raised. So I'm not, actually. I'm I'm new to Buffalo. I've been here now for two years. I'm originally from the Bronx, so I'm downstate. Um, My story is a little different of what brought me here, but we'll get into that in a second. Well, let's get into it. What brought you to Buffalo? (laughs) (laughs) So um, um, 
fortunately enough, my wife is actually originally from Buffalo. She's from uh, East Depew, and um, she was born and raised here, uh, went to City Honors, and was brought back to Buffalo through the matching process um, as a medical resident. She's a third-year resident now with UB. And so through that um, journey is what brought me here to Buffalo. Um, so it's been kind of uh, a, a, bless- a blessing in disguise because I now had the opportunity to be much closer to home than I've ever been since I left for college. Amazing, amazing. And so you, did you go to school in the Bronx? Yeah, I went to, I went to elementary school, middle school, high school in the Bronx, um, actually, high school in Harlem. Um, I'm a mem- I was a member of Choir Academy of Harlem, um, formerly known um, organization called the Boys Choir of Harlem. Which, through that, um, I then transitioned to college in Atlanta and went to Morehouse College, and then post college stayed in Atlanta for 12 years. Um, met my now wife um, at the time we were long distance dating while she was in medical school in Chicago. Transitioned to Chicago for a year, and like I said, through the matching process, um, that's what brought me here to Buffalo. What'd you study at Morehouse? I studied business management. Nice. And Sam, did you go to college here? I did. I went to Buffalo State College, uh, graduate of class of 2010, um, and I studied public communication. So I'm one of those rare breeds that went went for my major and continued into a career path. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. So talk to us, the two of you, about what does it mean to have impact or make change in your realm of work, whether it's directly... Um, the overall vision of Back USA or your specific line of work? Yeah, sure. I'll take that question first. Um, it's interesting for me because I, um, when I first started my career, you know, I had this this dream that I think a lot of at least young women have when they go into a field of public relations. It's like the Sex in the City dream, right? It's going to be <laughs> glamorous, and and so I actually moved to New York City after college to go pursue a job like that. And I was very fortunate that within you know my first uh, few months of living in New York City, I landed a job at a really great um, public relations agency uh, that represented fashion, high name, high brand uh, fashion and beauty brands, um, talking like Dolce & Gabbana, some really big, big fashion names. Um, but then there was something, even though it was something I was really passionate about, like I loved it, I would read magazines, like that was my job, to read magazines about things that I loved, like that was cool. Um, and I got to meet a lot of really great celebrities, but then there were these days when like the work just got so overwhelming for me. Um, you know, we were busy, high stress, high demand, and I remember a lot of days I didn't take lunch. Um, I was working long hours. And I remember one day in particular, I went down to Starbucks to, just for a quick break. I was like, you know, I skipped my lunch. I'm going to go treat myself uh, to a Starbucks refresher or whatever it was. And I'm looking at the New York Times magazine or uh, New York Times paper. And on the cover of the paper, there's a, a, a picture of a starving boy in Africa. And I was like, I, I'm so stressed out for what? <laughs> I'm not saving anyone's lives. Like I'm not helping like feed. I'm not helping feed uh, the hungry. I'm not, uh, you know, housing the homeless. Like why am I so stressed out every day at work when I'm not making any real difference? I'm just making honestly rich people richer. Um, so I always lacked that kind of why behind what I did. And then I moved on to other roles. And uh, you know, I find I, I found fulfillment in my work in other ways. Uh, just challenging myself to do new and better things, more creative things. But um, I was always missing that. Like why are you doing this? Like I was good at what I did, and so it kept me going. But why did I do it, and who did I do it for was always kind of missing. And then I stumbled upon this company called Back USA, um, and this company that I could help both uh, with my skills grow their brand, but then also by way of helping them, I'm also helping my community um, and helping other people around me too. So it kind of helped answer that, why am I doing this, and why am I working so hard? And it's because the people that I'm working hard for are working to make a difference here too. I love it. Would you do the audience, do us all a favor, talk to us about what Back USA is, the... 
organization, its mission, before we get to... Yeah, to yeah. So Back USA um, is a socially focused company. So we build computers, but that's really just a means for um, helping create jobs for people who need them. So um, the company had a vision to, to create jobs in distressed communities, and they, they knew that they could do that by making tablets. And rather than offshoring these jobs um, where they could uh, manufacture the tablets for a more affordable price and get a higher return on, uh, you know, on their investment, um, they chose to manufacture the jobs here so that they can create high-quality jobs for people who, who really need them. You know, you think about a lot of, like, Buffalo has a big refugee population, and when these people come to America, oftentimes, first of all, they have, in their home countries, their doctors, their nurses, their journalists, their professors, their educators, their, you know, they come with, with a lot of skill and talent, and then they come to America, and, uh, you know, they don't really have a lot of resources or help. Um, they, the jobs that are available to them are, you know, taxi drivers, food service, uh, really low-skilled jobs. And so the point of Back USA, uh, one of the reasons, one of the missions of the company is to create jobs for people who are hardworking and respectful and, and deserve an opportunity. And we do that by building computers, if, that was <laughs> if I didn't make that point clear. Yeah. So um, for me, uh, what's very interesting about my journey is um, I've always felt that you know, we are put on this earth to to serve in one way or another, despite what um, your job classification is, or what background you have, or what um, what area you came from. We all have an ability to serve in some aspect. So, um, when I came to Buffalo, uh, you know, I was hunting and looking for a job like everyone else was when they relocate, and I made that leap of faith because I was very passionate about focusing on my personal life, which was with building a family with my wife. And, and through that journey, um, I was able to stumble across this company just like Sam did. And once I started to do the research, I was very nervous, I'll be honest. I was very nervous with taking that leap because the initial opportunity was um, was directly as a, as a sales account executive. And that was far beyond my, my job experience, something that I never had any experience in. But the uh, recruiter at the time, you know, took a look at my resume, uh, made it clear that they are they are striving to hire great talent and hardworking people. So despite what the position may be for, I think I still think you would be a great fit for the company. Um, and so I went after it. Um, I applied. Um, I was lucky enough to get the job opportunity. And I've been now with the company for two years. And I took that decision. And I took that risk and I took that challenge because um, there's never been a company quite like this one before ever in my life that I've ever seen, that I've ever worked around. I mean, you walk in every day and you have a purpose. You really feel that there's value that you're adding, not only with what you do day in and day out, but the relationships that you're building with the people you work with. Um, in two years, I've been able to, not only within the company, but also outside the company, grow so much in Buffalo. And I feel like Buffalo has become a new home for me now. Um, and even though, like Sam says, we're, we're building tablets and we're, we're, we're of course, a, a for-profit company, we still stand firm on what our social mission is and we want to impact lives, pro provide accessible technology to people that would not be able to have it at all so that way we can empower and change the lives of so many children when they get older. Um, the jobs that will be available 20, 30 years from now they need the technology now to understand what they're being prepared for because they're not created right now, those jobs. But they need, they need to learn the technology that's available now so they can be ready for the jobs that will be created for them in the future. I see. I think both of you hit on just a, a really profound point, just Sam, when you mentioned, you know, having a why and just even thinking about that, you know, mm -hmm. as a professional and Marcus, just the thought of we're all placed on this earth with an ability to serve. I think that's so powerful and it's something that we always talk about. It's a common thing that comes 
comes up in the conversation here every week. And one uh, key takeaway that I always try to share with the audience is that, you know, so in order to make change, you don't have to have a title. You don't have to have some fancy position or that. You just have to have a desire, you know, to make change and to begin with yourself. So I think that both of you really nailed that, just really having a why, like having a, a reason to drive you and then knowing that you are purpose filled, like you were born on purpose for purpose. So I want to ask in your in your work, what is challenging about that? Like maybe someone is somewhere in a job that just feels like a job or a career. And maybe it's not a socially driven organization or has some sort of social impact. But how can you still find it within yourself to say, like, I still am making change. Like I'm making a difference in this job that I'm doing, whether I'm in banking or whether I'm in information technology or what have you. If it's not the traditional change making position as an activist or social engineer or that sort of thing, I think for um, so many individuals that may be asking themselves that question, you have to first um, ask yourself, why did you take that position or why did you take this job opportunity beyond just being able to provide for you and your family? Um, you have to remember that every day, the, the job that you walk into, you're going to be spending more time there than you are at home. And you want to make sure that that place that you're going into every day is somewhere where you can feel fulfilled. Um, and sometimes you have to ask yourself, let me let me rethink through what this company stands for, what the mission and vision is for, and how does that align with me personally? Um, and I think when once you answer that question, the decision will be made. You'll feel that conviction of whether you feel as though you really are adding value, not only to your day-to-day job, but also to yourself. Or if not, if you need to make you know a, a transition elsewhere. I agree. I heard self-alignment. <laughs> I heard alignment. That's so powerful. That's so powerful. Just being able to be in a place where um, the organization's missions and core values is in alignment with who you are and you feel a part of it. Like I'm working towards something. I remember when I worked in entertainment and television production, you know, I was in brand distribution. Like I was an intern, but I was a part of storytelling, like the bigger vision, like the work that I was doing was allowing us to tell mm-hmm. stories, challenging stories that went against the grain and went against what uh, conventional sort of stories would tell, especially for people of color. So I totally, I heard self-alignment. And so that's why I took a position with that company because I I felt like it was aligned with my mission as Mm -hmm. a person, as a, for me as a woman of God, but as a person, Mm -hmm. you know, so what's challenging about your work, um, in whether it's PR or whether it's sales, operations, analytics, what's challenging with this change making sort of with the heart of a change maker? Like what is challenging? What, what challenges come with that? Yeah, um, I would say that in my role, and and I think Marcus is going to have a similar answer because we work for a startup company, (laughs) but every day um, is going to be a little bit different. Um, Every day looks a little bit different, and I think both the the wonderful part about working for a startup company like BackUSA is that sky's the limit of what you can do, Um, but you have to be able to do it well, and so sometimes that requires focus. So even though you can cast a wide net, sometimes you have to narrow it in, um, and, and you have to determine what's, what's going to be right for us to focus on, where, is our, where are we going to get our best investment, um, and how can we reach the most people, um, you know, and, and, and sometimes you have to think about those decisions on the fly. Sometimes you don't have time to do the research and the analysis um, that it takes to make a really informed decision, so sometimes you know, you always, you're also making those decisions on the fly and just kind of trusting your gut yeah. with it, too. I would have to agree with Sam a thousand percent. You know, one of the things that so many employees that work for, you know, bigger companies, they could be okay with um, 
the status quo and being okay with something that's already been established because the foundation has already been built. Um, and but also on the flip side, what happens in organizations like that is that when you know they make it acquired or there's a um, a major shift in process or change, it's very hard for um, employees that work in structures like that to adjust. And working for a startup company like Back USA. Um, and like I said, being there for two years, I've been able to see so many changes happen rapidly within a day. And you just get so accustomed to that preparation and being able to have that high AQ that you need to, to, to maneuver in that day-to-day space. If you don't have that, you will get swallowed up quickly. And so that does become challenging if someone is not able to be adaptable to that change. If you're someone that you need to be, you need to have a... a, a, a you know, someone structure your day for you and give you clear outlines of what it's going to be for the next three months. That's not going to work when you work for a startup company. You have to be uh, uh, willing to accept that change because it's going to happen every day. And then to add to that, because you're in technology, that's even more rapid change because technology changes every day, every day. So we have teams of individuals that have to do constant research. And that research that they're looking at is probably already outdated and having to still... stay above the cutting edge of what technology is needed out there in the world. So it's um, it's very challenging working in that space for a startup company and a startup company focused in technology. But I think if you have uh, a very high AQ, you have the ability to, to maneuver it in a space like that easily. I was just going to say, I feel like it makes you smarter. It does. You, gotta, you, kinda, you have to enjoy that kind of grind, mm-hmm. that, that kind of that, that hustle, that kind of everyday work. But I feel like ultimately it makes you smarter. It makes you better thinking thinking on your feet and being able to do the work that you do. Yeah, I think I think um, so many individuals at our company know that over the years of whatever their past experience was, they've learned 10,000 things that they never would have been exposed to if they worked for a major corporation. And um, God willing, you know, the company continues to flourish and we continue to grow and expand the brand and the mission across the world. Um, but we know that if, if we were to transition anywhere else, the talents that we're taking with us are... You know, it, it, you can't even compare to um, what other companies would, would be able to receive from the talent that we've developed. Wow. So Buffalo, Western New York, as we know, is has been experiencing this economic revolution or this this renaissance. So we call it. Talk to us about why is it so important for Back USA to be here right now in Western New York? I love the Buffalo. Yeah, take yeah. that one. <laughs> um, it's important because it kind of it attracts other companies like it. Um, it's, you know, being a startup technology company create, attracts more technology, more startup companies that want to come down here. And not only uh, does it create interest, but you've got a company that's showing not only can you do it, but you can do it really well. Um, the cost of living is affordable. We've got a great uh, a pipeline of talent. You know, we've got a lot of really hardworking, dedicated people in the city of Buffalo who want to see this city thrive. Like, Buffalonians love Buffalo. If you're from Buffalo, you know we love Buffalo, um, and we love to support Buffalo. And so it's important because you know I love I love the city of Buffalo, and, and to have Back USA, a company that I work for, be part of this resurgence that Buffalo is experiencing is really incredible. I agree. I think it's encouraging for young pe- young people in particular who live in the region, whether they moved here or grew up here specifically in our urban areas. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know, are there internships available like with Back USA, but just being able to have a company like that here, like that's so encouraging to people here, young mm-hmm. people here, uh, in terms of the possibilities of their future. A lot of times when they think about technology or we think about technology, they think Silicon Valley or they think West Coast or they think those sort of things. So it's beyond their scope, so they may think. But 
you know, with a company here like that and the opportunities, job opportunities or community involvement that take place, I think it's just powerful Mm -hmm. and important. Yeah, it's right here in our own backyard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it it does uh, change the scope of what um, opportunities are available for people that are born and raised here or people that have lived here for a very, very long period of time. You know, the fact that I can go to my own local church that's two streets down from the uh, from the office and then people see me every Sunday and say, wow, you work for that company in the Oshie Memorial Hospital? Yep. And we build and assemble all of our devices right there. You know, that, that in itself speaks volumes and to be able to see someone like myself immersed in my community and showing that I work for a company that's about that change gives them hope and gives them promise and also adds value to why they want to stay here. That part, I think, exactly. You summed it up. You're you're literally changing the normal in the narrative. Literally. Mm -hmm. What is... So here's a question. If you, either of you, could call attention to any issue, whether it's social, environmental, in your line of work, outside of your line of work, if you could call attention to any issue, what would it be and what would be your call to action? There are so many uh, things that just come to mind that I know um, Buffalo... um, is striving to change and, and impact. For me, what I've been exposed to the most um, directly is probably the crime rate and um, the exposure of young African-American men in a positive light um, in these inner city um, neighborhoods. I think um, just being able to provide them a different exposure that they may not have been able to see their entire lives is important, which is why so many of us young professionals have to stay in Buffalo. We have to get involved in whatever aspect that may be through, you know, community service outreach, through your local organizations, whatever the case may be, just be out and be involved and be a face for them to see because what they see every day is not what they're, um, it's not, it's not everything that they can, they can strive to be. And, um, I think, uh, that is an area in which so many of us have to be more involved in. Um, so there's so many organizations. I mean, when I first came here, the first thing that I did was reach out to um, the Buffalo Urban League Young Professionals just so I could see what that involvement was and then getting more involved in my church so that way I can serve in any way that I can to show young men that there are young African-American men that are trying to live a better life. You know, I grew up in the same areas that they grew up in in the Bronx, so I know what it's like to have to grind and get out of an environment like that, but also how important it is to stay in those environments so they can see that change (laughs) no but it it really just puts you in a thinking a think a a kind of headspace a kind of thinking space where you think well it's not all about me like sure sure we have these big dreams and goals and aspirations and at one point so many people were like getting out of here getting out of buffalo but i think you just really put it in perspective like it's so much bigger than that images shape our reality so if a kid says, I see Marcus all the time coming out of that business. Like, what does he do? Like, just, just watching you, the way you move, the way you dress. Like, what does he do? Or I see Jamil coming out of City Hall, or he's always on the big screen, or this or that. <laughs> <laughs> what does he do? No, uh, but seriously, it just, it it reframes their imaginations. The possibilities are endless. Yeah. Like, the possibilities are, are so endless, it literally just depends on the bounds of your imagination. Mm-hmm. So I think, I, I kind of was just like, pause, like, wow. That's really deep exposure, you know, in a whole nother perspective. Yeah. So thanks for that. What about you, Sam? 
Yeah, I, I'm going to have to agree with Marcus on that. There's so many things that we could talk about here. But for me, I would say one, um, and it kind of goes hand in hand with what he said about exposure, but um, education and resources for public school education, especially. Um, and that's kind of near and dear to my heart because, you know, education can take you places, um, you know, that, that are, and create opportunities for you that you wouldn't otherwise have. And I think, you know, even looking at my own family, we grew up in the city of Buffalo. We, we don't come from uh, very privileged backgrounds in, in terms of our socioeconomic status. Um, so, you know, we grew up uh, in the west side of Buffalo, and, and my mother was a first single parent, but a first-time college graduate. But, like, seeing my mom accomplish that exposure, going back to what you said, Marcus, is was for me enough to know that I had, not only could I do it, but I had no reason not to. Um, so watching my sister go, you know, my sister as a single parent, watching her go through it, and then when it was my time to go to, or my time to, go to college, um, just knowing that um, watching my mother and my sister do it before me was enough for me to, uh, to push me through college and to help me accomplish some of my goals, but I know that it's not like that for everyone. I've got family members um, who grew up the same way I did, whose parents maybe took a different path, and um, so did their kids. Um, so I think education and, and you know, having those opportunities, first of all, to go to school um, and teachers that believe in you, and but really it comes down to resources in public schools too, yeah. because public school. I mean, I didn't have a library in my school. What? Yeah. 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 I mean, it, I mean, and this was this is. Buffalo Public Schools, 2006 to 2000, no, sorry, 2002 to 2006. So it was a while wow. ago. It was a while ago. But, um, wow. but yeah, I mean, I didn't have a library. I didn't write, I think I wrote one paper in high school. Um, so I was kind of unprepared when I went to college, and I was fortunate that I was uh, smart enough, I guess, to kind of catch up on my own. But not every student coming out of Buffalo Public Schools is like that. Not every student coming out of Buffalo Public Schools know that they even have an opportunity to apply to college thinks that it's it's in their reach. Um, so I think education is really important, especially yeah. public huge, education. Huge. Um, just resources mm-hmm. for in, within the school systems as well as like in the community. Like if mm-hmm. you have yeah. access or yeah. you have a desire in your heart. I know that the, so the Changemakers 30 Under 30 platform is connected to the S&J Scholarship Foundation mm-hmm. uh, founded by Jamil and Sally Cruz. And that's one foundation that raises money that mm-hmm. sends students to, to school get students to graduate so that is very powerful especially for first generation college students mm-hmm. you're literally changing the trajectory of your your family or your community and you're you're setting yourself up you know to be prepared for college and that sort of thing and we all know how college alone is an opportunity that will just wow open so many more doors so mm-hmm. i agree like if 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 you're listening you know if you're in you know education or even if you just are in other communities just figure out a way well how can we raise money or how can we um, have more books or create libraries um, in schools, home libraries, those sort of things. Yeah. Like children have to see, see that. that. Yeah, yeah. And, and I would even also challenge listeners that may not have had the opportunities because life makes those um, those situations happen for you. And you may be, you know, um, you know, taking care of a, a, a young one, and you may be a little older. But at the end of the day, education never ends. You know, I've 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 met so many individuals that finally got their BA at the age of forty six. And that's because they wanted to impact and change the lives that they're around. So, you know, there's never not an opportunity to ever go back to schooling and obtain your your higher education. So I would always challenge any listener that if it's in you and you're convicted to feel like I need to go back to school and do something, whether it's vocational school, technical college, community college, do it. You know, higher education is going to be the, the education in general is going to be the pathway to exposure, which leads to 
better success and more fulfillment for yourself in your life and those around you. Absolutely. That's a that's a very good attitude to have. I think sometimes we'll we'll think about what we didn't have in our life or what it could have been or all the hardships or sort of yeah. things we faced. But it's like, wow, there's so much purpose there. Like, there is so much purpose there. Like, that fire in you and that anger, that can be fuel to purpose, Absolutely. you know? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Home libraries is something that I've been advocating for because I believe that education starts in the home. But kids have to see that. Mm-hmm. Like, they have mm-hmm. to see that. Mm-hmm. Like, mentally, and they have to see, you know, so it's not about, you know, having this huge, like, you know, but a bookshelf. Mm-hmm. And they have to see parents, like, picking up books or buying books. Like, I have to see that. So I'm, I'm all for promoting education. What advice would you give to um, someone, a young person, millennial, anybody listening, actually, who wants to make a change, wants to make a difference, but say maybe they don't have a title or maybe maybe they don't have a corporate job or a tech startup job or that sort of thing? What advice would you give to a young person who wants to see change, particularly in this region? Yeah, I would say for young people who are looking to make change, uh, get involved in your community, get involved in organizations. You know, if there's a particular um, topic or something that you're passionate about or you feel strongly about, um, you know, find an organization that also has those beliefs or that it's championing those those beliefs or those passions um, and get involved. And, and you'll be surprised what new opportunities that opens up. I mean, even just sitting down with someone for coffee who shares the same interests as you can open up a, a new relationship, a new door. Um, but getting involved in organizations, um, not just showing up and, and participating. People think about networking and you shake hands and you're supposed to leave, you know, you leave with business cards, but what do you really get out of it? I find that getting involved, um, volunteering for, for to, to support some of these organizations, um, you get so much more involved and you meet so many more people and it opens up so many more doors and it becomes so much more valuable of an experience for you than if you were to just show up with a few business cards at a networking event. So I would say get involved. I agree. 100%. 100%. Um, for me, I would say um, know what your gift is and use it. No matter what your job your job uh, career is or what your current occupation is, whatever your gift is, use it. Whether that's at the job or off the job, use your gift. And, you know, it's more powerful when your gift is being used to serve um, in a capacity where people can see you. Your presence makes a total change to someone else's life. You, you know, we, we get so caught up in the idea of I have to have a mentor and have a mentee to help develop someone. And, yes, while that does work, your presence still alone will change and impact so many lives. For those introverted individuals that may not have the courage to speak up or ask for help, but just seeing you in your work and seeing seeing you in your failure, but how, how you overcome will give them the confidence they need so they can learn from your mistakes. Um, I would always say stay connected for stay connected with someone in your passion in in your gift that has done it for many years in any way that you can because they're going to be able to provide you some true concrete experiences and um, stories that will help shape how you approach what you want to do in your specific passion. So I would say stay in your gift, um, stay connected with those that have done it for so many years so you can gain the wisdom that they have to provide. And by any means necessary, make sure that you're always present. So the way we usually end the show is I have a fill in the blank for our special guests. And so I'll give you the statement and you fill in the blank. So the fill in the blank is, wouldn't it be amazing if? We had four more years with President Obama. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> um, if we had more men that were comfortable with their vulnerability. <laughs> <laughs> it's a double. Yeah. 
I'm very That's passionate. A conversation. Yeah, we, we we could have a whole different dialogue <laughs> about that in, in itself. Just um, the shape of a man and how we've been raised has been totally wrong. And we have to redefine what it is to be a true man. So that way um, we could be the leaders that we've been called to be on this earth. Um, so if we had more men that were comfortable in their vulnerability, I think we would change so many lives. I think that's a really profound way, a profound last few words to end the show. <laughs> well, thank you so much to the two of you for joining me today. It, it's been a really good conversation. Congratulations to the both of you, thank you. for the thank work you. that you're doing. Congratulations again to you, uh, Marcus, as a past honoree, thank and to you. you, Samantha. We look Congrats, Sam. Yes, thank you. celebrating you um, <laughs> next month. And um, it's just really encouraging to listen to your stories. So thanks again to, um, for being here and for really motivating the audience and giving us your perspective. So um, that's it, folks. Remember to grab your tickets. Changemakers30under30.com. October 6th, the event is going down. And follow us, all social media, Facebook, um, 30 Under 30, Changemakers 30 Under 30, uh, like the Facebook page, as well as Changemakers 30 underscore 30 on the Instagram page. Hey, like I always say, remember that change does not come to us, it comes through us. So wherever you are, wherever you are doing, be the difference that you want to see in the world. Become the answer to you, the problems or the questions that you have. And I think that's where we will believe, begin to see the real change that we want to see. So that being said, have a blessed and bright week and I'll be back with you next week.